Hey, everybody. This is Patrick, the Chief Monkey and founder of Wall Street Oasis. Just wanted to first off say thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Second, wanted to make sure for any of you in the market for financial modeling training, remind you that Wall Street Oasis does have some incredible financial modeling training courses, including Excel modeling, financial statement through, you know, linking up the three statements, DCF, valuation, M&A, LBO, um, even more niche courses like 13-week cash flow, venture capital course, real estate modeling, you name it. Go ahead and check them out at wallstreetoasis.com slash courses. Thanks for the support. Hello and welcome. I'm Patrick Curtis, your host and chief monkey, and this is the Wall Street Oasis podcast. Join me as I talk to some of the community's most successful and inspirational members to gain valuable insight into different career paths and life in general. Let's get to it. In this episode, member at True Londoner shares his winding path from investment research to the buy side and what he wishes he had known five years ago. Stay tuned. Great, True Londoner. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, real quick, I'd love for you to give a little intro and background about uh, where you come from, and you can keep it as broad or specific as you like, but just to give the listeners a little bit of a, a background would be great. Okay, thank you, Patrick. Uh, I started my career uh, in Madrid, Spain, uh, first with an internship in private banking, one of the leading Spanish banks. And then I moved to portfolio management in one of the biggest uh, Swiss banks. Uh, and then that was in the year 2007-2008, where Spain was deep in crisis. So there were not many options, and I managed to get a two-year graduate program in the Bank of Spain, uh, hoping that things would get better after that. Mm-hmm. When I complete the graduate program, which includes some rotations, um, the financial crisis was still there, and there were not many good options in the financial sector. But I decided to, to try in something consulting, which is something that I recommend for a while mm-hmm. to get uh, soft skills. Was that management consult? Was that management consulting, or was that just strategy? Yeah, yeah management. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, um, this company had uh, management consulting yep. and also IT consulting. Okay. But I was in the uh, management consulting division. Got it. Okay, great. And um, this company was a multinational. It was built by the former partners from Arthur Anderson. Great. So it was a very good place to be there, and I learned many about the telecom sector and the financial services. Mm-hmm. And after nearly two years there, I always wanted to be in London, and I got the chance through my previous bosses in my previous banks to get a three-month internship in an investment research boutique uh, focused on analyzing mutual funds and hedge funds, mostly in UK and Europe. Sorry, what boutique uh, was that? It was um, uh, investment research boutique. Investment research in boutique, got it. Yep, in London. Okay, and that was an inter. Uh, they they just gave you an internship. There was no promise of a full time offer for that. Exactly. It was okay. only three months. Okay. But uh, work, working hard, I managed to extend that to six. Great. And then I extend to twelve, and then I managed to stay in London. Is what I wanted. Okay. And it was good because I started writing some research, helping my colleagues. Uh, I was interviewed by managers, attending conferences. I really like the combination of uh, research, but also dealing with people, with clients, yep. because our clients were institutional clients. 
Okay, can you back up and t- can you can you tell me back up a little bit real quick on that transition from Spain to London, from Madrid to London? How did you know? Were there visa issues? Were there you know? Was the bank really supportive? Did you feel like if you didn't get if you weren't able to extend it, what would have happened to you? Well, if um, I knew that was only three months, and I had to find a flat myself, but I was lucky because one of my uh, former colleagues from my Swiss bank was living in, in London. Got so it. I had a place to stay just after I arrived from the, from the flight. Okay. Uh, I, knew, I knew that it was risky because three months contract is difficult to find a flat for six months or one year. Yeah. But uh, I took the risk. That's great. I took the risk. I, I bet. And I knew that if I was not successful in getting more time in the bank, I would find something else in London because I knew that there were more opportunities. Even that we were in crisis in Europe, there were more opportunities in London because it's a financial center than in Madrid. And what year was that exactly? When you made that jump, what year was that exactly? Yes. Yeah, I came to London in 2012. Okay, so a while ago. Okay, so so catch me up a little bit more into what you've been doing the last uh, seven years. Okay, well, then my work in my work life in London, mm-hmm. uh, after my time in, in this bank doing investment research, I got an offer from um, from the sales side. It was a company uh, from the FTSE 100. They have several divisions. One of them is business intelligence, and they want to use my knowledge in the telecom sector I acquired back in time in management consulting to forecast revenues and to forecast uh, market share for different countries. Mm-hmm. To do so, uh, I had to learn Visual Basic, which I knew was going to be very important in my career later. Mm-hmm. With Visual Basic, you can leverage your Excel skills. Yep. I had to learn more financial modeling and also had to do project management because to get input for all the countries we were forecasting, we had to talk to several analysts worldwide. And every analyst was based in Africa, Australia, US, China. So as you can imagine, 30 different analysts in 30 different locations with different timetables is not easy. I have to learn project management yeah. to get all the inputs. But uh, it's something that made me, made me stronger and made me more organized with people. That's great. And so, yeah, sorry, continue. And uh, all, this, all the forecasts we're producing in Excel uh, was normally sold to investment banks, to private equity, and some big telecom companies because they use the forecast for the market share and the revenues, yep. the pitch books, or for the, or any kind of deals. Mm-hmm. It was demanding because the clients, uh, they might send you emails at 4 o'clock in the morning. You know how the M&A people work. <laughs> yeah. I think you work in M&A too. I did, yeah. So they, yeah. Might, they might ask you why the market share in Asia is 5% in 2000. 25. Then you need to provide an answer. So you better have a good connection with the analyst to provide a decent answer because you have one go. Basically, to just to justify your, you're saying to justify your assumptions, you basically had to. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. You had to have a good relationship with the analyst to get a decent answer or whatnot. So, so then, so then, what was next after that? Well, I was happily working there for nearly two years, and then, what well, you know, in London, the market is driven by hunters and recruiters. So one of them contacted me and they offered me to, to go to a, a U.S. insurance company, probably one of the biggest in the U.S., uh, and they told me, we are going to finance your CFA, uh, we will give you the chance to rotate internally because they have several departments. This company was the asset manager from the U.S. insurance company. So it was very conservative in the way they invest, 
but it was very stable at the same time. Well, this is what I thought. I was working there for two years, and, and I passed level one, I passed level two, and I released it for level three, so I did my homework. In this company, you passed all three level. You passed all three levels at that when you were at that insurance company. Yes, great. Yes. Wow, impressive. And yeah, thank you. No, it was it was tough to combine work and I'm sure. study. Yeah, people are going through that now. There's CFA coming up right now, and everyone's going through that. So, um, sorry, go ahead. Uh, well, I was doing investment projections, and the investment projections were for the uh, assets the insurance company um, hold in in Europe to uh, try to cover all the um, liabilities from the client. Because as an insurance company, the the clients may have some claims regarding any possible issues. So we have to do forecast for five years, six years, in conjunction with the portfolio managers, with the credit research analysts, mm-hmm. and then agree a common forecast. It was very intensive in financial modeling and VDA, but also very intensive in project management because uh, I have three people in India working for me, but at the beginning I need to train them and I need to train them over the phone. Yeah, which is not easy. Because it's very hard. Close to you is normally easier. But at the beginning it was not uh, very successful. That, but I realized that the problem is they didn't know how to work properly. Yeah. So I spent time teaching them how to be organized, communication, how to send emails. I offer myself to be available anytime, and I try to gain their confidence. So, so, that, st- so stepping back real quick, you've you've you went from investment research to a sell side company to a ins- uh, insurance company. So you you're kind of every few years you're jumping. What do you think is the re- what was the main reason for those transitions? Is it something like you were you were kind of done at the current company? You felt like you didn't have anywhere to move up, or what made you think okay, now is the right time to move? No, well, um, sometimes uh, you need to move uh, not because you want it or sometimes you need to get jobs that the market offers you because um, the market in Europe hasn't been very good until 2015. It was very, very difficult. So yeah. the, main, the main transition for um, all, uh, for the first um, job in London to the second one was that um, in the first bank, there was um, internships. They didn't have headcount to approve a full-time offer, mm-hmm. so you couldn't stay there as a full-time employee. Right. And in the second second um, example, they were to a merger with a different company. Sorry, so this is the investment like, research. This is the research position. Uh, no, no, the um, the sell side position. You got it, sell side. Okay. Position. Yeah, yeah. And in that case, this company uh, went to a merger, and it became the number one in the telecom sector. The thing is, although I survived the, the first round of casualties or redundancies, the environment was not as nice as at the beginning. Right. Because the, the, the measure was not totally executed, in my opinion. So I was there, I was doing my job with my boss, but I didn't see any growth, to be honest. And then the headhunter contacted me and offered me a very good option in a very good company, CSA. So I said, well, this is an opportunity. Uh, I should take it. Right, and so now tell me what you've been up to in the last year or so. In the last year, yeah. In the last year, um, well, your late, your latest transition, your latest transition. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I went to one of the biggest uh, asset managers mm-hmm. in the world, and they have a private market division in which I was working for the Pan of Funds Infra, and we revise 
primary, secondary, and co-investments. Mm-hmm. We normally invest in Europe, Asia, and the US. Uh, we were sector agnostic, which means you invest in any type of sectors. And it's good because you, I have to deal with the fund managers. Uh, I have to, to lead the due diligence, uh, have reference calls, write the info memos, now you're calling this uh, you're calling this a fund of funds, but you're actually making you're making co investments. So you're still doing the financial analysis, or are you just are you just um, evaluating other managers or other private equity funds? No, no, no. Seventy no. percent of the job, I would say, is fund of funds, primary. Yeah. But yes, there is a twenty percent that is co investments. Okay. Which we want to increase in the future because there are less fees, so probably it's more profitable. Right. Also, right. it requires more people and more time. So it's a trade-off between these two things. But yeah, I, I like to do co-investment, but you need to be very careful and you need to do more finance analysis and do plenty of uh, scenarios analysis. So you've, you've, made it to the buy, you've made it to the buy side after this long winding path. So <laughs> if, you had to, if you had to look back, you know, the recruiting for that specific position, I'd love to hear a little bit about how you, you know, Land even landed that interview coming from the insurance company, and then what about those actual interviews? What was that like? Okay, no, yes, but uh, when I was in the insurance company, it was it was not the insurance company; it was the asset manager from insurance company. So got it. Already by side. Got it. Okay, got it. Fair enough. But uh, yeah, but I will explain you uh, yeah how I land this this job. Um, in my previous company, um, they decided to move out of the team to Dublin because Brexit. Mm-hmm. And there for me to go to Dublin because this. And I interview with the team in Dublin. I like them. They buy me for drinks, dinner. But at the end, I realized that I wanted to be in London. I was very clear in what I wanted. And I was in the process of getting the British passport. So mm-hmm. you leave the country at that time is not a good idea. And also, I was finishing CSA. So I decided to be focused on CSA with the British passport and then remain in London. Yep. The thing is, one recruiter contacted me uh, one Friday, I remember that, and he explained me very well the project with this uh, fund. And the first round was um, a financial model. I think it was two hours. Mm-hmm. He gave you some instructions, and you need to complete in two hours and send it back. Then I had... Sorry, uh, sorry real quick, to, to interrupt you... Uh, the financial model, was that uh, LBO, traditional LBO model, or what, what was that test more like? No, it, it, was, uh, it was more like three... Three uh, statements. Okay, got yeah, it. Okay. CSM is connected. Yep. And then also, another small part to test your um, skills with Excel, like moving different sets of data, using EBA. Yep. Yeah, it's a small, a small bit of problems just to see how you will do it. Perfect. In a small amount of time. I managed to pass this test. Then I have an interview with uh, HR about motivations, uh, my background, probably they wanted to check how I speak, how I present. Right. When I passed this second round, I have three interviews on a row in the same day, mm-hmm. one hour each. Yep. It was very difficult because one, then another two. And with the VPs and some senior, and they asked me not only motivations, but they give me three business cases, one each. Got it. And um, I have to, to provide an answer in two, three minutes. It was very, very fast. Were these cases uh, more like trying to see if you had 
um, if you were a good investor or you could think like an investor? Is that what the goal was to see if you frame the industry properly, if you were asking the right questions? Is that what the goal was? Or were you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah okay. I think they wanted to test my market knowledge right. about different sectors. How will you evaluate um, the, the factors of the investing? So mm -hmm. I guess the demand or the market. Yeah, I think they wanted to understand how you think as an investor. Yeah, you're right. Got it. Got it. Great. Um, any other? So, if what's the one piece of advice you'd give to your younger self? You know, knowing now what you know, if you had to go back, say like five or even now, what ten years, and, and talk to your former self, what's that one piece of advice you'd give? Well, I think uh, do more networking. Uh, try to fully understand not only the job but also the pros and the cons and the exit options. Also, <laughs> the exit options. But do plenty of networking, not just to learn the position, but to know what it, what the position entails. Because some people manage to get one job, but then they don't like it. Right. So that is what I would do: more networking, more information, and meet face to face with people working in that area, so you get real information of how things are. Because normally in the job prospect, you see all the good things, but you need I, to see the reality. Yeah, I think it's a hard balance when you're networking to know the goal of networking, right? Are you actually trying to meet the person to get a job or an interview, or are you actually just networking and doing coffee chats to actually understand the industry first? And I think people going into it as almost trying to learn more, almost get more out of it, um, at least in my opinion, versus like always trying to just land that job or get them to ask for your resume. I think there's a there's a time and a place for that, but it's almost more once you've done your market research, right? And you know yeah, kind of what. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Yeah, I think it's yeah. to understand how is the job, how is the industry, and then later you can type submit your CV. But first, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, make sure you understand what's going on. Yeah, I agree with that. Awesome. True Londoner, are you, uh, would you be willing to share your pay or ranges in your role for base bonus and, and anything like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, we give a, a range. I think it's um, between 65 and 80K. That would mm -hmm. be the range. That's pounds, and, uh, right? Yeah, pounds mm -hmm. yep. and 30% um, bonus, 30% bonus. Okay, great. Awesome. And is that pretty standard for someone with your experience? And is the trajectory, does it go up a lot each year? Or what's the kind of the exit ops for this specific role? The exit ops, well, I think uh, the, the exit ops, I, I think probably will be a pension fund or big family offices mm -hmm. uh, with direct investing. That's not my idea. And I think this role will fit good in a pension fund because um, it's more general. It's not focused on one sector. For sure. uh, we invest in different regions and different sectors. And I believe it's better to, to know about many different areas and many different sectors. And I even would say that with time, I would like to learn about both private equity buyouts and private debt and mm -hmm. asset classes because to combine with the infra knowledge I have. So yeah, you're, you're a little um, infrastructure, you have that specific knowledge base. Are the deals you're currently doing now, um, they're not typical LBOs or what, what types of deals are you doing more growth equity? Uh, no, no, we are more basically private equity infrastructure. Yeah. Sorry, we what was that? Less, we are more uh, infra private equity. Infra private equity. Okay. Yeah. Great. Anything else you'd like to share before we uh, call it a call the pod? Yes. Yeah, I would say that um, first, for people who are starting, maybe try to have a shorter plan and then a long term plan and try to uh, decide the steps in between. 
that would be important because you need to go step by step. There's no way you can do a big jumps. Awesome. That's what I advise. I will, I will give and try again. Uh, sometimes you don't get it at the first, second, or third, but you can get it at the fourth or fifth time. And there are always more than one way to reach the place you want. Yeah, amen to that. I think uh, some great advice. I think it's especially coming from you, you've had such a winding path and from one country to the other. I think if people should take that to heart that, you know, coming from where you came from, not having, you know, having to change countries, having to do all that stuff. I think it's very impressive that you've ended up where you are. And um, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you very much for your time and for the great website. Awesome. Appreciate it, man. Talk soon. And thanks to you, my listeners at Wall Street Oasis. If you have any suggestions whatsoever, please don't hesitate to send them my way, patrick at wallstreetoasis.com. Until next time.